When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Jermaine Johnson? Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. Everybody. Welcome back to the Turn On The Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPala on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We have fourth episode of the week. It's obviously content season. Jets, Bills, three, three days and seven hours away. We are getting closer and closer. We got some real football last night. Uh, we'll quickly just touch on the Chiefs, um, just because obviously if the Jets want to be contenders, that's a team they're going to have to deal with. Uh, but we're mostly going to quickly preview and Brad uh, Spielberg's weekly spot here, just a little bit of Jets, Bills. Uh, we'll have one more episode out uh, on Monday morning with some final predictions uh, for the game and just some matchups. But Brad, A, how are we doing? And are you, on a scale of 1 to 12, um, are you 100? I'm excited for the Bears-Packers games because there's no Rodgers and uh, Favre to deal with. Yeah, I'm doing great. And uh, definitely out of 12, but also there's the small Bears fan in you that's like Jordan Love's going to go for 404 touchdowns. So you just you just kind of have that in the back of your mind, you know. But, yeah, no, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be an exciting matchup. Let's just touch on the Chiefs-Lions game quickly, the Jets. Um Took a lot of shit last year for losing to the Lions in the last seconds. The Jets shot themselves in the foot 12 times. And since then, the Lions have gone to Lambeau, eliminated the Packers, and beaten the Super Bowl champs. I don't really want to talk that much about the Lions just because the Jets see them this year. It'll be in February, and we can talk a lot about that. That said, the Chiefs, Mahomes is still Mahomes. They're missing Kelsey, who's top three most non-quarterback, you know, non-quarterback, most important player in the league. Chris Jones is a top two or three at worst defensive tackle. The Chiefs defense was fine. The two things I wanted to highlight and see if you agree on with me on are this team has more holes than they've had in the last five-year run where they've had, you know, four out of the last five times they've been in the Super Bowl. It kind of felt like last night that O-line looked a lot like the other line in the Super Bowl that got smashed. And Donovan Smith isn't getting any younger and he's not getting any better. And John Jennings uh, was offsides every single play. So, Am I am I like wrong to be like a little concerned that the Chiefs are not totally bulletproof the way they have been in years past? No, it definitely and for the exact reason I agree with you. Where when we were having the conversations going into this week, once we knew Travis Kelsey was going to be out, my confidence in Taylor, oh, home, Sorry, not Joan Jennings. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, not the uh, the Niners tight end receiver. Uh, yeah, so like my whole thing was okay. Well. First of all, I didn't know how much I believed in the Lions pass rush. Again, separate conversation. That looked pretty good last night. But also, um, yeah, I said, okay, if he can sit back in the pocket with good protection, yes, he can find the open guy. Obviously, ideally, they would actually catch the football. But but if he has bad protection and he has, you know, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, et cetera, not catching the ball, yeah, like they have serious holes. That, that, that The pass blocking unit, it's also interesting you mentioned the tackles. Clearly the weak spot, but Joe Tooney didn't really play a great game either. And, and Trey Smith, every time Aiden Hutchinson would have an inside move, I think Trey Smith could have gotten called for four holds himself as well. So um, it was, yeah, it was the, kind of the, the whole unit, all five, didn't look great last night. 
Yeah, look, that's, you know, if you're a Jets fan and you're watching these other teams that are contenders, you're standing right there line. Look, everyone's aligned's a problem other than like Philly and San Francisco at some point. And you can make an argument in one or two other teams, but like pretty much everyone's line has a question mark here or there. I want to talk about Jets bills. Um, one, you know, I've talked a lot about this game, obviously already that said matchup you're most intrigued by, or you think decides the game uh, more so than anything else, obviously more than one thing will decide the game. Yeah, for sure. I guess to stick right with it. Uh, and, and again, I think it is important for you to point out like, yeah, the offensive line for the jets, I think we would agree. It's probably the weaker unit or the, or the unit with the most question marks, but a, that's because it's such a good team uh, and roster top to bottom that you kind of have to find a hole. Uh, but then B, that, that is the matchup because, you know, with Buffalo, and I've probably mentioned this maybe even on this show before, their pass rush unit with and without Von Miller uh, was two different things. And so it would be nice to see the Jets be, be you know, fairly comfortable handling. Look, Gregory Rousseau is still a good player. Leonard Floyd can get kind of schemed up, or if he has a one-on-one, he can use his athleticism, you know, and win some reps. And obviously, you know, guys like Ed Oliver get paid for a reason. But I would like to see this Jets offensive line at least be, you know, competent and have Rodgers be comfortable and not be barking at them the whole time. But that, that, that is the matchup that I'm most curious about because when we do get Von Miller back on the team, um, you know, then the Jets offensive line is going to have their hands full and then some. Yeah, look, I, I want to see how Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Becton look early. Um, you know, Mekhi Becton's out of practice today with an illness. Um, got a young kid. I assume that maybe is <laughs> that maybe has something to do with it that happens. Uh, we'll obviously see how he looks Monday night. And Dwayne Brown obviously has not played football all summer, but again – been there, done that, all pro, pro bowl level guy. And it was actually pretty good last year with his shoulder. It was like even half healthy. Um, so I, I'm not really, I'm honestly not overly worried. I'm actually more worried about like the McGovern Tomlinson side of the line of just like, can those, both those guys play a little better than they did last year? I thought both of them had disappointing years by both their standards, whether you think McGovern's league average normally. And Tomlinson was obviously a pro bowler in 21. Um, just kind of looked at like off last year. I, he's they both have looked better in camp. It's we got to see though, obviously for real. I th- I like that you mentioned that. I'm actually really curious on these new Bills starters. Um, they're not really new, not all new starters. They got a new starting middle linebacker, you know, next to, to Matt Milano, and then there's obviously a bunch of you know young guys with Trey White as well. The Jets should be able to run the ball here, like Buffalo, and Buffalo should feel the same way. They just don't run the football, but you know. The Jets should run the ball a lot. I know people want to see Rodgers go throw for 400 yards, and maybe he does. I don't know. But their best way to win this football game is keep the Josh Allen off the field and just punch Buffalo in the mouth over and over and over again because AVT is an all-pro level run blocker, and then him, Makai Beth on the right side, versus Leonard Floyd, like you like your chances, especially with a healthy cook and Brees Hall obviously fresh off the knee. I like you mentioned the over-the-middle too. I will say, and you obviously went to way more days of camp than I did, but when they run play action – Rodgers is looking to the flat for CJ Uzama or Tyler Conklin a ton. Or if a guy is, you know, like uh, one of them is on the opposite side of the formation on the weak side and, and leaks over the middle, like that is, he he loves looking that way. And you mentioned the Bills and Dorian Williams, the, the rookie at a two lane, didn't really take the job by, by the reins. Was it Tyrell Dodson, Terrell Bernard? Like I, I'm probably making up names right now of who the, <laughs> the linebacker is. Really you're of. not, but it's actually impressive. Yeah. Those are really <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, so so like that—that th- that is also it's a, it's a great shout. Like that is, um, you have to exploit that, and I think Rodgers, you know, can do that far more than any quarterback for the Jets has in a while. If you had one question mark, we talked about offensive line. Your biggest concern for the Jets, like the reason the Jets are not able to get it done, where could they get burned on on Monday night? Obviously, there's always places both teams could get burned. This is a t- tough matchup, but is it is it the middle of the field for the Jets defense because? 
all I see on on uh, on Bill's Twitter is the Jets are going to double Stephon Diggs, which they will not be doing. They don't play man like at all. Uh, so I'm not sure where that's coming from. Uh, and B, it seems like as much as I'm a big Dalton Cade, Kincaid, you know, advocate because he smoked my Trojans last year in the Pac-12 playoff game and had, you know, a thousand catches. I'm not sure like the Jets are going to be like they lose because they Dalton Kincaid has 12 catches for 210 and three touchdowns. Like you kind of live with that, right? Funny, you like we always talk about rookie tight ends and how tough of a position it is to adjust. I think you could argue Sam Laporta last night to go back to last night's game, which look was five catches for like 36 yards. I think honestly he impressed more as a blocker, but but you know, like he's not gonna set like look, Dalton Kid's a very good player. Like you said, we've seen it in college. He is a special, you know, route runner and athlete as a pass catching tight end. He's not in his first game uh, exactly gonna be like dominant, winning, you know, one-on-one matchups or whatever, exploiting soft spots and zones doing all these things against, you know, a good crew in Mosley and Quincy Williams. Like he's not, you're not losing a game because of Dalton Kincaid in his first NFL start. <laughs> yeah. And if that happens, like you live with that, right. If Josh Allen, you know, beats you, I want to talk a little bit about Josh Allen quickly because career numbers wise, the Jets play him better than anybody. And last year specifically, Josh Allen was terrible against the Jets twice. Um, I don't even think dad does it justice. He, you know, barely threw for a hundred and uh, I don't even think he threw for 150 yards in the second matchup. And that was at home when Williams got hurt and they were getting dominated early on in the first matchup, turned the football over twice. He, he hurt them on the ground. No question, but there were two really bad interceptions. could have had a third. Why do they do such a good job defending him? And is it reasonable to expect the Jets to kind of hold the bills at that 20 to 24 points and under, because that's how you win football games in the NFL, right? Like <laughs> you don't give up more than 24 points. You should be in business. I think the number one reason really is you look at Josh Allen. We, we talk a lot about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. About a quarterback's performance under pressure, leading quarterback back in grading over the last two seasons under pressure. If you blitz Josh Allen, he's going to kill you. If you can get home with four, which the Jets can do as well as any team in the National Football League, that's how you do Or you're the Bengals and you basically drop eight against him and, and don't even like really bring pressure. But I think that's why it's such a brutal matchup for him is the Jets can get home without bringing extra bodies and taking someone out of coverage. And I have no reason to expect, I mean, they should be better in that regard this year. Fresher legs, rotating players in, you know, uh, like uh, that, that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I actually think their defense line should be like significantly better than last year. I know they were really good last year. Like Quinnen, if he's the same player, that's amazing. But Carl Lawson feasibly would be second year off the ACL. I mean, the Achilles should be better. Jermaine's looks three times better than he did last year. And Bryce Huff should play more. And, oh, by the way, you added a top 15 pick. And OJFM's a, a, you know, a top 10, like, big edge in the in the league. So there's a lot there. And, and the Jets secondary's obviously gotten better. I think Tony Adams, people will see this. The Jets staff, I think, personally, from what I've heard, like, thinks he's he's a he's a big upgrade over Marcus Joyner's corpse at age 32 coming off hip surgery. Like, they're very different players. So, um and Jordan Whitehead's healthy. I think last year, Jordan Whitehead gets hurt, sprains his ankle. I've talked about it all summer. Like, he looked good in camp, and he did not look like that last year. So we'll see what the, that happens there. 
two more quick things on, on the Jets-Bills matchup here. We talk a lot about the Jets' O-line. We talk a lot about Miami. New England and Buffalo's O-line's kind of stink on paper, too. And I don't. I know because they've won the division pretty much like every year, you know, since uh, since I've been alive, that both teams kind of gotten breaks here. The Bills obviously been good recently. The Patriots obviously had their run, but we don't need to touch on the Patriots' O-line. We'll get to that in a couple weeks. The Bills' O-line, like Spencer Brown got demolished last year, and he was very bad, not just against the Jets. Osiris Torrance, nice player. We both saw him down in Mobile, but like in the combine, but like Quentin Williams is your first matchup. Um, not easy. No, and I liked adding the other Connor McGovern. Uh, I thought he had a good year in Dallas. So to that interior, I'm less concerned about Mitch Morris, obviously a good football player. But yeah, Spencer Brown's a problem. I mean, even looking at preseason, maybe what the highlight of the preseason was Nick Herbig's, um, you know, bend around the edge. That was against Spencer Brown. And you actually go watch, there's like four or five other pass rush reps where he beats him pretty soundly as well. Um, and again, yes, it's preseason, all those things. But I think even Buffalo realizes that that Spencer Brown's a bit of an issue. And look, Deion Dawkins is a good player, maybe very good. He's not great. Um, so yeah, I, I think the offensive line is 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 their weakness as well. I agree. Like no one talks about, and we'll get to the Patriots. But yeah, both those O lines have massive question marks. Yeah, that's. I think this division comes down to like who keeps their quarterback on the field, and that really goes back to their offensive line. Obviously, other freak things could happen. Prediction prediction time for uh, for Monday night. Obviously, I know this matchup's getting built up as like <laughs> the Jets lose, the season's over, and that's kind of how these always go. But the Jets have won a season opener in like over half a decade, so I don't think any Jets fan like knows what it's like to be one and zero anymore. That said, I, I do think being up two games in the division after a week is pretty awesome, and there's a very reasonable chance that this entire division, which is awesome in its own right could be one team one no and the other three lose right i don't think new england's beating philly and um there's a very good chance if toronto armstead doesn't play that the chargers beat you know beat miami again so i ask all that to say like a prediction but also who's who's there more pressure on this you know i need to show you watch the answers are very different so is there more pressure on buffalo to come in and, and make a statement they're not hooked or is it the jets and saying you know we have rogers we're here to we're here to make some noise I think there is more pressure on Buffalo. So first prediction, I actually do think the Jets win a close one. I think we are making a little bit too much out of, I mean, look, the offense isn't going to be where it is in week 12 in week one, but the continuity of Nathaniel Hackett and all those things, like it's for a reason. And even also just bring in guys like Billy Turner, Randall Cobb, et cetera. Not that you want to appease the quarterback in every single move you make, but it's not by accident. And, and so I don't think it's going to be as difficult of a transition. And, and then the other reason why I like the Jets is, Look, maybe he also talked about a guy coming off an injury another year removed. But Tredavious White in 2022 is not a guy that would do anything against Garrett Wilson. Like the guy before that and maybe the healthy version this year, sure. Last year he struggled. And, and I don't love, you know, Dane Jackson and some of the guys they have there. Uh, Kyrie Elam, their first round pick out of Florida last year. Maybe he takes a step. But that's why. Like I really don't like a lot of the matchups for the Bills in this game. And I would say they have more pressure. I, I am of the belief of his conversation, you know, a bunch of, you know, radio shows, whatnot, like their window. And again, the Josh Allen window is the next decade, but this window, the Von Miller, Stefan Diggs, Tredavious White, Deion Dawkins, that window is this season, in my opinion. Yeah, look, they might've missed their window and it happens. It sucks. The Jets had it happen to them in, in 2010. They missed their window. All these guys got old retired or had to get paid and the quarterback didn't take a step that's obviously not what the bills are dealing with now but Micah Hyde hasn't played football in 12 months and was still on the injury report again um Jordan Poyer looked very much not like the Jordan Poyer of old that's sure maybe again these guys are early in the year they haven't gotten beat up yet and Jordan Poyer had like the dislocated elbow and all this stuff 
you mentioned the corners. Um, you know, Kyrie Elam couldn't win the job again, and he's a first round pick, and you lose that. And no, no, like disrespect, like that happens. You lose your job sometimes, but that's not a positive sign. You know, obviously there, um, I'm probably gonna end up picking the Jets in like a 27-20 type of game or 27-24, something like that. You know, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if it's my kind of emotion or head there, but I just feel like there's too much here for the Jets to come out and kind of lay an egg and they play Buffalo really well. And they've never had Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. And Rodgers doesn't have to be awesome this year. You know, we've talked a lot about it. Last last quick one here. Um, we talked a lot about it, you know, expectations and stuff. Have you decided on the AFC East how you're going to have things, uh, you know, kind of roll out and, you know, what do you, how do you see this division playing out, uh, you know, over 17? I think now with Miami, you mentioned Armstead, who I guess kind of is always a question mark, but I think losing Ramsey is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, they do seem to like some of the young pieces they have in that secondary, but I think, I mean, you make that trade for a reason uh, and guarantee his money and all that for a reason. And now he's out for a while. I love their front seven. I love Vic Fangio, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But they've kind of fallen down for me. And then it's between Buffalo and New York is the short answer. I mean, I am inclined to pick the Jets. I think their roster top to bottom is the best roster in the division. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I will go with the Jets, but I'm t- like, I, I think any of those three teams, all due respect to the Patriots, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Yeah, I've, I've all three making the playoffs. I have the Jets winning the division 11 and six, Buffalo 11 and six, losing the tiebreaker because of this game. And then I have Miami at nine and eight being the last wild card, uh, last wild card team to get in. Final one matchup you're most excited for this weekend um when we talk next week you know we'll probably i'm speaking about this game obviously but you know at some of the other nfl games is there one that kind of sticks out to you pittsburgh san francisco philly new england giants cowboys are the kind of the ones that stick out the most i'm gonna go steelers niners i'll throw another one in there uh i mean i think miami Chargers is going to be an awesome game as well like you said i think it has some implications will be an interesting game no i'll go with steelers niners I, that, that was i'm glad you said that it's just like for me, you now get Watt and Bosa both back on the field. I think the Steelers do have a very talented roster, and I do think Kenny Pickett, look, is he going to be a superstar? Maybe not, but I'm starting to buy that he's like an above-average NFL quarterback, and that might be all they really need. You bring in Sumalo, you bring in some other pieces on the offensive line, um, which was their Achilles heel, in my opinion, last year as well. Uh, that that game's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see, like, can George Pickens get any separation, or are we going <laughs> to see, like, 12 jump balls, and then – I was told Drake London sucks because he doesn't get separation, but now George Pickens is better than Gary Wilson. That's what I see on Twitter every day. So I'm glad I'm an idiot um, because, you know, separation only matters if you're a USC receiver, but nobody else. Anyways, um, that's another game that'll be interesting to see if Atlanta Desmond Ritter looks like dog shit, which I'm not sure he's that great. Or if Carolina can fix some of their problems there. We'll be back, uh, you know, next week. Obviously, this will be a weekly thing. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Um, Make sure you check out the previous 1,000 pods that have been done this week. Tune in this one, and then we'll be back, like I said, Monday, and uh, me and Brow recap the game on Wednesday. Thanks so much, everybody.